our life is multifaceted and multidimensional. So my product has all those dimensions that I represent. I believe that we are nothing but energy or we are only energy. So the Reiki is a positive energy, it's a positive thought, it's a positive intent. I actually energize it with leaving my hands close to it, either above it or in front of it. And I send the energy. I don't have the energy. The energy is in the universe. I am just a wire media or a conduit or a pipe to send this good healing energy into my products. Initially, I would bring the raw materials in my suitcase, little, little stuff from India. Even the bottles came from India because in the UAE, I didn't even know where to go and there were hardly anything was not available yet. When you decide that you want to do something, the creation itself creates uh, opportunities for you. Hi, I'm Laure Sejan, a former HR director turned into a pro makeup artist and a beauty editor. In this podcast, I want to share another way of looking at beauty from the outside and from the inside, from people who create beauty trends to people who help us feel better within our body from sharing my experience with some beauty products to digging into new ingredients. Welcome to Beauty S'il vous plaît. Hello everyone. Today I'm having someone special and someone that I met a few weeks ago where I had a connection where we had like, you know, super interesting conversations um, during our first meeting. Today, I'm having Malini Ori, the founder of Sante Self-Care. It's a beauty brand that embraces a self-care philosophy. And this is what I love about the brand. The brand includes not only skincare, but also hair care, wellness, Um, with some mist and candles that really helps you feel better about yourself. Malini had many lives before uh, being uh, the, the Sante Self-Care uh, founder. Uh, she is a health and beauty therapist. She is a Reiki master, a reflexologist, an aromatherapist, an Ayurvedic practitioner, but also a makeup artist. In this episode, we will talk about how and why Malini created her brand after having a very successful beauty salon, Splendor Beauty Salon, located at the heart of Dubai, but also her best secret on how to look after ourselves in the high-speed life of Dubai. Malini, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Laurel. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Malini, so I've I've done like an introduction of yourself, but I feel there are so many things you know, that we could talk about uh, and about yourself. But how would you describe yourself, Malini? Okay, let's start with being very multifaceted. Uh, and I always, always believe I can do anything I set out to do. If I wanted to do it, if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't do it. But And I, I think 90% of my life, somebody asked me, can you do this? I will say yes. Even before I may th later think that maybe I can't do it, but my first answer is yes. The possibility is there. So yes, I'm very multifaceted. I am very energized. I am very, very focused. Um, and I have a lot of empathy in me. 
So I'm always looking at the story from the other person's point of view, whatever it could be, whether it's wellness, whether it's beauty, whether it's just trying to help somebody. Or, and I never believe that I'm helping someone, honestly. I may just be a wire media or a conduit. And I am so pleased when somebody allows me to do something for them. So there is never an arrogance, honestly. And if I'm trying, if I stop on the road and say, you know, let me give somebody a lift, it's very hot, and they don't accept it, I actually feel that I'm shortchanged, that I was not able to do some good today, honestly. And uh, uh, like I said, I'm very focused, very driven, and I have ample amounts of energy to do when I set out to do something. So as a makeup artist, you know, sometimes you are just so uh, worn thin by doing work and work and work. And next day you have to still look good, yourself look the part and still go and do something for someone without feeling tired or drained. So that's actually been my journey. And I always wanted to help people in any whatever way. So I think I have described myself more than you'd asked, yes. I totally uh, feel, you know, what you're saying um, as being a makeup artist, as being as a, an ex-extra director. And I had some, uh, I would say, some ideology uh, when I was an HR director. Like for me, when I first started my career in HR, um, in HR it was really to add value to the companies, yeah. to help people to develop, to grow uh, within the company. Unfortunately, I've realized in along the years that there are very less companies that are allowing this to their uh, employees. But I found this, you know, as being a makeup artist, and as you were saying, is even when you don't feel good, and God, you know, there are days where we're just like, ah, oh, I would love to stay at home and not to see anyone, but our job required to be in front of people and to give the best of ourselves because at yeah. that time, it's not about us, but it's about the person that we have in front of us. Absolutely, because it's their day, their moment, and we are only a via media to do what they've asked us to do. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Malini, why did you decide to create your own brand. I mean, I know that you know the, the beauty salon is a brand as well um, on its own, but where did you decide to create uh, Sante? Okay. You know, okay, now anyway, I've sold the salon, so I have no salon. Yeah. Uh, because I wanted to concentrate on what I was doing here because this is has a life of its own and it's growing. Uh, being a, an aromatherapist, health and beauty consultant, where I did everything myself also in spite of having a staff. I realized as an aromatherapist, uh, Swedish mess use, facial, I used to do everything. I would even do a manicure, pedicure and haircuts. I realized that there was a lacuna or a lack of natural, 100% natural brands in the market. Uh, and because I'm an aromatherapist, uh, sorry, a Reiki master, I also realized that I could actually energize my brand when I made it. Mm. And 
help people naturally and with my knowledge of skin and hair and muscles and anatomy and physiology along with the aromatherapy and the ayurveda in me that's how my brand came to being and i started very slowly but now i have a lot of squs yeah um so i said before you know you you have done so many things but what did you start first with was it like being a makeup uh, artist was it being uh, a reiki master was it doing aromatherapy so reflexology i mean there are so no. many facets I, as you said okay it's the sound is going though but i know what you're asking no i started very very young uh wanted to become healing hands i always wanted to help people to feel better and as for various reasons i could not become a doctor i thought this was the next best thing for me uh because you know even as a young girl 10 12 8 years old anyone who had a headache or leg pain would look at me and you know i would say come let me press you let me press your head you know or let me make you a cup of tea so for me it was and it gave me pleasure it may have given them relief but for me it was pleasure for my soul so when i was 16 i went and learned beauty therapy along with my university in delhi the minute i finished i was very lucky to get a chance to go to uk and i did a course there international health and beauty therapy which covered all aspects from anatomy physiology skin care hair care weight so i'm also a dietitian or a, yeah i'm a nutritionist help you to lose weight and a makeup artist along with a masseuse swedish masseuse along with a sauna uh, expert so the whole gambit of wellness and so i started as a health and beauty consultant and because i had the aromatherapy no the ayurveda in me that's how my interest in um, aromatherapy came and about 35 years back i went and did my aromatherapy also yeah uh, malini so you are originally from india correct absolutely Okay. For people that are listening to us, uh, maybe they will hear uh, it, but from others, like just to, uh, uh, to, to give them a bit more insight. Can you explain um, what is the connection between Sante, the aromatherapy, Ayurveda and Reiki? <laughs> okay. The, the main connection for me is me. because of my experience in education uh i'm a health and beauty consultant an aromatherapist with journeys into ayurveda and i'm a reiki master so the connection is like i always say that we are multifaceted our life is multifaceted and multidimensional so my product has all those dimensions that i represent and also to be honest because ayurveda and aromatherapy are plant based so they have a very close connection with each other mm. and be, being able to imbibe the virtues and the properties of both together i think has made a great brand and then i energize it because i believe that we are nothing but energy or we are only energy 
So the Reiki is a positive energy, it's a positive thought, it's a positive intent, which goes into, even while I'm making my product, and even when we bottle it, after we bottle it, I actually energize the product en masse. So, can, can you explain a bit more uh, about how do you do that? How are you able to energize so many products? What, what, is, what is the process? How, how do you do that? Yeah. See, to be honest, uh, even when I am mixing the oils to make the product, I, I actually start with energizing my hands and putting energy into the raw product. Then I mix it all. And then once it gets bottled, I actually sit in front of the product <laughs> and I actually energize it with, uh, you know, leaving my hands close to it, either above it or in front of it. And I send the energy. I don't have the energy. The energy is in the universe. I am just a wire media or a conduit or a pipe to send this good healing energy into my products. As to be honest, very often I do it even for clients who I meet in the market and they're in pain. I actually put the energy in there. Yes. Wow. So I have um, two, two questions. Enfin, I have like, obviously like more than two questions, but just to go back to what you were saying, you were saying that even when you're blending the products, you're putting energy into the yeah. raw product. So yeah. This means that you're still active in the laboratory and you're behind every, yes. yeah? Yes. I actually mix all the products and we send it to the factory where they uh, put it into the bottles and we get them back and then I re-energize them and I take them to the market or on the website or in the centers which keep our products. Okay. I'm going to ask, you know, this question. I know some of the beauty founders, you know, they started in the kitchen, literally in the kitchen. Uh, is that also the case for you? Absolutely. Absolutely the case for me. That's exactly how I started. Because I grew up with this Ayurvedic concept from my mom. So we used to blend stuff in our kitchen anyway, whether it was yogurt with a rice powder or turmeric powder, you know, whatever, oils with turmeric in them. So, yes, for me, it was not alien to my upbringing or my nature to do that, yes. So I started very small in the kitchen. Are you still doing this in your kitchen or do you have a laboratory where you... No, mix we have a laboratory that okay. uh, makes it for us, yes. So some we are still making at home. But all the past products are in the factory. Yeah. yeah, so most of the products are, are, do, are being done in the, in the manufacturing. And yeah. I believe that whenever you're developing a new product, then you would start you know, at home and then yeah. work on the formula and then bring it to the laboratory. Absolutely. We try, we keep it for some time, we see how it is. Is it stable, not stable? Is it effective or not effective? Yeah. How long does it take you to develop one product? It depends. Pure aroma products are easier and faster to make uh, or even develop because, see, again, you know what happens? We have a subconscious mind. We all do. And in my subconscious mind, there are so many products and theories which I know will work. 
from my experience and education and also working with the products. So imagine if somebody uh, rings me up and says, you know, I have really bad thyroid, really bad thyroid. Though we are not going to make it in the mainstream, but I may occasionally make something for someone if it's really required. So, or, or somebody rings me up and says, you know, my daughter has really bad eczema. And I know you make an eczema cream, but I have heard that this essential oil or that essential oil is good. So if she tells me it's tea tree, it's good for eczema, which I know it is. And somebody says sandalwood is good for eczema. I know it is. So I would probably make the product immediately for her on a very special case-to-case basis. It's not for the market, but I can make it. And I do make. So if somebody rings me up and says, you know, I love your headache, roll on. But I don't like peppermint. I don't like the smell. So I know that instead of peppermint, I could put, uh, you know, a lemon or a thyme, which will work, which has so much of knowledge stored that I am able to. But if I have to make an Ayurvedic product, it can take you a long time, firstly, to get the herbs. So and then to make what yeah. what is the difference between aromatherapy and Ayurveda? Okay, I told you that they're cousins because they're all based on plant goodness. Uh, according to me, Ayurveda actually uses the actual herb, uh, and then they heat it in a base oil for all the properties of the mixture or single herb to go into the oil or they will make a tincture or boil the herb in water and then put the water in the oil and reduce and remove the oil by cooking it. That's why Ayurveda is thicker and more leafy or more herbal smelling, strong smelling. While aromatherapy results in lighter oils and more pleasant smelling, I think, But again, I could put castor oil and make the oil thicker, but that depends on the aromatherapist itself as to how they want to imbibe the product in which carrier oil, whether it's one or various carrier oils they can use. Uh, While normally Ayurveda, they normally use sesame, they could use other oils also, uh, like almond and apricot, but traditionally it is sesame oil. And coconut oil, yes. So the sesame so oil is, is, the, a, is the base of Ayurveda? For most. For most. For most. For most. Yeah, but again, like I believe that we are all evolving. Our knowledge, our understanding of the human body. And we are all in motions. So everything is changing. So everything is probably getting better than it was a little earlier. Uh, in, in our, for our knowledge, I mean, for us, like when I started, when I aromatherapy, my teacher was a very, very uh, famous British aromatherapist, uh, taught us to put it in almond oil alone. I mean, in almond oil, and I've seen a lot of aromatherapy products in India, which are just based on almond oil. But because I have used different oils over a period of time for massaging, I realized that different oils have different molecular structure. 
So the atoms are different, sizes are different, and the properties are different. So if I mix different oils, I get all the properties, more properties in my end product. Like in my education, I was told that, oh, don't use more than three or four essential oils. But I will always push the limit. I will check. So I, in some of my oils, I put six and seven essential oils. And they worked. So I kept those recipes. And they worked. Again, it can be mind over matter. I don't know. Uh, but then as, like, I remember when I made my first, one of my two oils were the pain relief oils were the first. And I put thyme in my in my uh, arthritis oil. Then when you're reading and reading and, you know, different readers have put their different knowledge in, I realized that thyme can cause, overuse can cause some toxicity in the liver. So I took out the thyme from the arthritis oil. And I put ginger instead. And I put the thyme in the move oil, which is for the muscle pain, because arthritis will never go away while muscle pain can come and go. So people can use this for a short while and then they don't need to use it. While with arthritis oil, it's an ongoing drug-free treatment you do to elevate the pain. So I removed that. So that comes with also listening to people, uh, listening to what they have to say and uh, reading more and more because in all honesty, I may think I know a fair amount. I actually don't even know the tip of my nail. Even in my feet, I just know that much. There is so much more to know and different experiences to learn from and experiences that will enrich me more to mm -hmm. make better product. Yeah. What was the first product that you developed? I think it was, I, I say move because, but I think it was the Arthocare and the move. But our move is passed, they were the pain relief oils. And the reason I did that was, did those was because, again, as a therapist who did a lot of body massages, anyone across different ages, different walks of life, Everyone has some pain or tiredness or fatigue. And as a misuse, I thought that, you know, if we can reduce the pain without drugs, uh, uh, if you are pain-free, you also look beautiful on the face. Because if I have pain, there will be some line or something ticking on my face, which will show my internal or external pain. It could be on my body or it could be in my heart, but it will show on my face. So no amount of makeup can take that away, you know? So, and over a period of time when people have constant pain, it starts showing on their face. So that's how I started making the pain oils first. And then I moved to skincare, hair care, yes. So for the pain you have, how many products do you have? So you have the move? I have the move and that so is the one we were passed. Yes, yeah, that yeah. does. It's a body oil. It's a body oil. It can work on pain for your PMS also. It can work for your headache and migraines also. And because it has lavender in it, it can also help at night to help you to relax and sleep. 
And then do you have an so this is the same oil that we would use, for instance. So that's after, my main pain oil. That's a main pain oil. Okay. Yeah. So that Probably. would be good as well after a workout, like after 100%. the gym. Hundred uh, percent. We'll give you a story. You can put it in or not. Three four years back, a European couple came to me in the market, and he said his wife was going on a pilgrimage. And I think in Europe somewhere where you walk like maybe two thousand kilometers every day, you walk forty kilometers to go to that pilgrimage. And they bought the oil. Three weeks later, he came back and he said, "I want more because my wife is the only one who is pain free." At the end of the day, and she's giving the oil away to people. So now somebody is joining her, and I'm sending the oil for her again. So that's how beautifully it works, even after exercise. Wow! It reduces the lactic acid buildup, also. Yes. Yeah. So good for the yeah. even so, growing pain. Grandson, so many of my other grandkids, my sisters. Grandkids and growing kids in their teens, basketball players, sports. We have so many of them using this, even as a growing pain oil and exercise after exercise. Oil. The reason, I mean, each time you have created a new product, what what did you have in mind? So initially, I told you that I realized that a lot of people are in pain. So that was where I went first because. Being a health and beauty consultant, it's health first and beauty second. Then the beauty came in, and I made some skin serums, eye serum because eye, eye, hands, and neck show our age faster than any other place. And I see a lot of people are doing lots of stuff to their face, but neck is one area they cannot make better. And under the eyes, unless you really have serious surgery done. You can't remove the fine lines, so my eye serum was the first one, and then I made three, four face serums for different skin types. But once I made my Ayurvedic Inara, it covers all skin types. So I have actually removed all the first four face serums, trying to keep it simpler. Also, as it is, I have too many products, so it's easier for people to understand if there are less. Products to choose from, as long as they do the job. I've ordered from Sante their eye serum, and I've been using it like for the past couple of days now. And I have a lot of fine lines. I'm not young, I'm not old, but I think I've always had like fine lines under the eyes, and you know I can see them. You no, know, they are here. <laughs> I've worked. I mean, <laughs> I've I've used like so many creams, so many creams. But your oil, like this morning, I was looking at my eyes and they were like plump. I am so happy to hear that. And coming from you, where you do so many skins and different faces, your experience is more vast than somebody who is just using it for herself. So coming from you, Laura, it's lovely. Thank you so much. I mean, so it's only after two days, so... I mean, obviously, you know, I always try like a product you know, for a month or because I believe that, yeah. you know, you need to see in the long term. Um, but yeah. so far, I'm, I'm so happy. And I'm thinking as well you know, of my more mature um, uh, clients as well that, you know, they want to have the perfect, you know, under eyes and skin. So that's definitely something that I will add uh, into my uh, skin preparation for, for my yeah. clients. So. 
And the other thing is the hyaluronic. So it's great even as a primer before you put any cream or oil. Exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Reduced, the hyaluronic reduced a lot of my fine lines around my lip. Uh, I have decent skin everywhere for a 65-year-old, but I used to see a lot of fine lines around my lip, maybe because being Indian, I used to be very hairy and I used to thread. So you're pushing and pulling like this all your life. My aging for me was showing around my lips. About a year back, year and a half back, I made the hyaluronic. Using it along with my cancer wand, it actually reduced the depth of my fine lines around my upper lip. I know there are lots of treatments in the market that one can do to look younger, but I am quite happy where I am. And I don't think it's it's not for me, I think. I mean, I, I, so I, saw, I, I want to depend on these natural. I saw you in real and you have an amazing skin, I must say. So it's like, you know, when I see people like, you know, this is my goal, you know, I want to have the same skin as you. I mean, I believe as well that, you know, we don't have the same genes, Um, I feel as well that, you know, Indian women, um, uh, Arab women, they have amazing genes and they look, I mean, their skin look amazing for a very long time where me as a European, I can see already, you know, I'm 40 and, uh, and though I'm looking after my skin, I've been using, you know, skincare like religiously for the past five years, Obviously, my skin has improved, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the texture is different. My skin is very thin. Yes, you all have less melanin, and and in countries which are really hot, closer to the sun, you all will definitely suffer. Yeah, but then you have more vitamin D than the brown woman, so it's not so bad. <laughs> There's always a silver lining. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> There's a balance in a way. <laughs> Always. Nature balances us in many ways, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. In, in Sante, uh, when did you launch the brand? I think around eight years back. For two, three years, I was experimenting in my salon, trying it on my friends. And as they kept coming back with positive results, Then around eight years back, we launched it. Mm. But a year and a half back, our daughter joined us. And that has propelled us to move to the next and much higher levels. Yeah, she, she's amazing. And, and I know that she's very much involved in the business with you. Yes. And just one more thing. You said I have good skin. Uh, going back at 30, I got fully burnt on my face. How how did that happen, uh, Mishti? Because I know that this is something that you mentioned. Yeah, my well. gas, my the gas. I used to have a big cooking range which was with gas, and I came home and I was not mindful. And while I was talking to my helper, I lit the match, and there was gas in the oven which was wafting up, so it burned my arm, my right arm. And my full face, I had like two degree burns, fully blistered, obviously rushed to the hospital, came back and I was dying. It was 27th of July, I think I was about 30. My mishti was only a month and a half old. And I told my mom, please grate some potato. And I put that potato juice in a like a gauze. I had a gauze because I used to do facials. Yeah. I put that on my face and that helped 
the burn feeling to go. And I think that really helped me to heal. And then I use aloe vera and potato juice every day. And I just finished my course a year back. So then I put, I knew that lavender is great for burns. So I would actually mix a couple of drops of lavender in the potato juice or in the aloe vera. And that healed me so quickly. Within three weeks, there was nothing left. No, no marks or any burn. But after six, seven months, I started seeing that I had a lot of like sunspots because that was the pigment which congealed when I got burnt. Yeah. Initially, I was very upset with it, but now I've accepted it as part of my growing up and my experience. And, and to be honest, I mean, it doesn't show that much. Huh? No, it doesn't show at all because I think no. maybe one, again, my skin's ability to heal is very strong. Also, again, you know, sometimes the cloud that you have around you may help you uh, to get better. I was never very slim as a young girl. So I was very careful with what I ate. Yeah. So lots of vegetables and I always exercised. Uh, so I think like a combination of everything really helped my skin. When you go through you know, that kind of experience, you know, an accident or a skin burn, you know, of what you had, Uh, that's true that, you know, your your health, uh, you know, what you're eating has so much. I mean, it's not only like eating, but I would say like your lifestyle. Yes, has, your lifestyle. Yeah, your lifestyle has a lot to do on how fast you're going to recover. Yes, uh, absolutely. And I remember uh, that time I was to write for the Gulf News and somebody came, you know, Dubai was a small country, small place. And uh, they said, what did you feel when you got burnt like this. So I said, I actually was honestly not worried about my face. I was more worried about the webbing between my thumb and my first finger because I was worried that if that didn't, the webbing at all got burnt. And I thought if that didn't heal, how would I do facials and body massages? So that was my concern rather than uh, my facial skin. Yeah, because this is, at the time, this is what you were doing. This was your yes. job. This was what yes. was helping Maybe. you make a living. Yes, and made me, completed made me. Yes, but then luckily it healed and everything is good. And then I had some open pores, but in the last seven, eight years with my natural products, all my pores have closed. Very little left on my nose, the rest have all gone. So Malini, on this, I'm super interested and I'm sure that I'm not the only one. I have so many clients and I'm going to include me into this that, you know, tell me, oh, can you please cover, you know, my pores? I have, you know, big yeah. pores. So obviously, like, you know, today with, you know, the technique that I'm using and using, you know, some powder as well that can, can help like blurring, you know, yeah. the pores. That's not that much that can be done. So tell me, please, more about this miracle product <laughs> that helps you. You know, okay. Uh, having said my products helped me, they really did. But my skin naturally does not have open pores. Mm -hmm. That was because of the injury. You know, mm. so my body, my skin was not creating those open pores. So they just vanished when I started using the product. So I anyway, over the years, I've always used face masks to tighten my skin. And uh, even when I used to do bridal makeup, I obviously met the bride before. And I had a salon, so I would call them in to do some skin tightening treatments, which could be even only natural with face packs. Uh, 
and then uh, using my i have a facial toner called luminous which has a little bit of apple cider vinegar so it's not very good for sensitive skins but for everyone else because it has a light exfoliation so using it regularly will minimize the depth of your pore and i believe that exfoliating your skin uh, depending on the sensitivity of your skin obviously if it's too sensitive you can't exfoliate too much uh, but my face packs are very gentle so and you need to tighten the skin and i actually believe that when you are younger and your pores are opening that's the time when you should start doing it uh, the old adage that prevention is better than cure actually works yeah so yeah. which which product uh, is it so i can i mean i'm on yeah. your website now i'm looking at the yeah, sentence yeah. that you're that you're talking so um so i can see the luminous toner so this yes, one that is the one, that is yes. the one. okay that so is this the one and, yeah so this one could be used by teenagers having some acne uh, issue that's obviously like most of the time is also due to hormonal changes yes. um in their body but this can help to minimize yes and even for mature women even my age it will help to reduce the depth of your fine lines what is your recommendation on how many times a week it should be used based on the skin type you know i have a normal to dry mature skin i use it every day actually at night i use a vitamin c serum so i don't put it now i put it morning mm -hmm. but if somebody when i didn't have my vitamin c i used to use it both the times but if the skin is sensitive you have to probably use it once or twice or only on the area of concern and don't use it where the skin is very sensitive which is probably around the nasal level levels area near the nose don't use it there yeah on the cheeks where there is more open pores you can and just use it on that area itself mm -hmm. if the skin is sensitive can be used twice a day and even the hyaluronic acid because it's water based it puts no extra oil on the skin is great for teenagers or people with very oily skin it will not weigh down the skin so i think that is also and i have had a lot of friends clients who are around my age with open pores and they felt that the vitamin c and the hyaluronic really helped them and i also tell people not to overput any product whether it's mine or it's a cream you're buying from the supermarket or another natural store use minimum product because sometimes we put too much of product and if the skin is sensitive and fine and uh, very light light i mean in texture it will start weighing it down and also the sun damages and you can get very leathery and open pore skin so if you're golfing you're going to have a problem in this country yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure you need a lot of protection you need protection and we need to do it constantly don't say i'm going to do it when i'm 40 by then the damage is done yeah you know the damage is already done i mean we start actually what we see at 35 40 may have happened when we were 16 you know when yeah. you're playing out in the sun and playing sports and all especially now because the ozone layer is damaged and fragmented we have to be more careful 
you you were talking about uh, your hyaluronic uh, acid serum, and this is the Restore Face Serum. Um, this one, I'm using it. Um, you know, when my clients now have dry skin, uh, yes. so on, I'm using actually you know on top of the the first layer of skincare that I would use. And then I'm using it like on top of it, on top of a face cream, um, just to lock everything to ensure that to give the glow coming from within the skin as well. True. Absolutely. Correct. But even young kids can use it young, early twenties, late teens, Mm -hmm. very oily, but they need to keep it moisturized because there is difference between an oily skin and a dry skin. In the sense, when we think it's an oily skin, which is acne prone, oh, well, they have a lot of oil, they don't need a moisturizer. But they could be having having lack of moisture and water. So that's why a lot of people with acne prone skin actually can have dry skin also. They have excessive oil, but they have a lack of water. So that's where you can actually use the hyaluronic. So it will not oil their skin, it will not make it oily, it will not weigh it down but it will keep a light moisture on their skin. And they may not need to make it ocular. They may not need to put anything on top because within a few 10, 15 minutes, some oil will come and it'll mix with the hyaluronic. That's so interesting what you're saying because uh, I think that was my fourth episode. I had as a guest, uh, Steffi. Uh, she's the photographer that I'm working a lot with and she has a very oily skin. But what she was saying that around her eyebrows mainly it's very dry so indeed no she has this super oily skin where when you put makeup on you know it would slide literally Mm -hmm. but if you don't hydrate your skin then this means that some other areas of your face Mm -hmm. would get dry and therefore the makeup you know would not sit nicely um yes, on it absolutely yes. so i think as you were saying it's good that we are reminding that it's not because you have an oily skin that you should avoid uh, hydrating your skin yes. Uh, yes. and the contrary any skin needs to be hydrated absolutely and the thing around her eyes could be some sort of dandruff or seborrheic dermatitis she probably may need to check that out yeah i think this is exactly you know what she what she has yeah <laughs> I will talk to her and redirect her to you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you. You know, we we all, and you know why it's great? Uh, women tend to, um, we have a circle. Women have a circle of friendship, which is always a very good thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Malini, in all those years, the past eight years where you've been working on Sante and you've been also surrounded you know, by by, um, by your daughter, um, what were the, the challenges you faced uh, along the way? As the maker of Sante, uh, is that what you're asking, Lord? Yes, correct, yes. Okay. You know, I started very small. For me, my thing was always to heal. Years back, Mishti herself told me, so, you know, mom, you keep giving away these products and you are undervaluing your product. Uh, so what do you want to do? You want to heal the world or you want to make money? So for me, the most difficult thing was to monetize my product. For me, if I had a way, I would just love to heal the world and not worry about the money coming in. 
for me, that was for me. To make the product was not a challenge. Yes, now that we are growing, um, no, the challenge was there. But like I said in the beginning, I always believe that I never say die. I will try and find a way to do whatever I need to do, or whatever I want to do. Initially, I would bring the raw materials in my suitcase, little, little stuff from India. Even the bottles came from India because in the UAE, I didn't even know where to go and there were hardly anything was not available here. Yeah. So as I started growing, then, you know, when you decide that you want to do something, the creation itself creates uh, opportunities for you. So then we move from one type of make, uh, one type of uh, labels to another type of label. Then we move from this type of bottle to that type of bottle. And probably this one last year has possibly been the most challenging. To put it out there was the most challenging thing for us. And maybe for my daughter too, because she is struggling with my older beliefs. <laughs> I'm trying to, to, so I think the challenge is more for her. And initially I used to resist the change. Now I, because I would put my experience first and say, you know, I think the arthritis bottle should be red and the move bottle should be orange so that people remember the colors. Uh, people, you know, would ring me up over the years and say, you know, Malini, you gave me a pain relief oil. And I would say, which one is it? They say, oh, we yeah. don't know the name. Then I would say, which color is it? They would say the orange one. Yeah. So I would immediately know it's the move oil, you know? So I kept telling her that, you know, if you put the colors which are similar to each other, they would find it very difficult to get back to me if they've thrown the bottle away. So she said, no, mom, people will find how they need to communicate with you. You need to brand it better to make it classier. So for me, that was the struggle in my mind. Mm. So once I've accepted that change, it's been very easy for me now. So the challenge is more for my daughter than for me. But you know what I like, Malini, that you are recognizing that it has been like a challenge for you. And, and now it's obviously enough for Mishti as well to, um, I would say, maybe to guide you in a way. Yes. And to actually yeah. my guide. You know, we must learn from our children. Exactly. We brought them into this beautiful world. We have educated them. And we think we have brought up very good children, very intelligent children. And as the world is changing, I'm changing probably slower. And my daughter is already there. So I actually need to listen to her expertise and her, you know, her pulse on the market. There's one thing is um, with my therapist. We had like several conversation about you know, my relationship with my parents and the relationship that I have to have with my children. And, and she was saying that as parents, we are learning from our children. We are. Um, constantly. We, okay. yeah. So the, the, this, the, this is their purpose. I mean, their purpose as children is to make us grow and, uh, and go further in our lives. Absolutely. And we have to acknowledge that and not say, I'm the parent, she has to listen to me. No, that's not true. And our, there's a role reversal as we get older. 
So we have to accept that with grace. Exactly. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm totally aligned with you. If you had to start over again, Malini, would you do the things the same way or would you change things? No, if it was Dubai was what it is now, it would be easier for me because a lot of products are available here. But I think learning the way the way I did, except for maybe the branding, I would probably do it the same way. Or I wish our daughter had joined us a couple of years earlier to have branded it earlier and to have put it out there. Because we were, I was quite happy to go to the pop-up markets, meet people, feel that I'm helping them. And when they would come back and say, oh, you know, my skin's better or my aches are better, I feel great about it and feel great and be there, not growing. We, you know, we grew, but fairly organically. But had our daughter joined us, if I had to do it again, I would, it would be lovely if our daughter had joined us much earlier. Are you still doing the ripe markets or the pop-up yes. markets? Yeah, absolutely. We do ripe and arte uh, because also our product is feel, smell, and the energy that we give. So once they have bought it from us, I think it becomes easier to pick it up online. And then again, if you're not in a country and they see the endorsements and the reviews, then it becomes easier for people to pick it up. And sometimes they come for advice for the skin and they're so confused. So we are, I, we actually do the markets and uh, we actually love doing the markets, to be honest. Yeah, and I think also it's it's really an opportunity for people, obviously, like to meet you, but also like maybe for you to give them some advice and what should be the best product for them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, even though when people order online, we try and ask them their skin type and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Uh, and even like, even in the market, when somebody comes and says, you know, my hair is really falling. And I look at her scalp and I say, you know, you have an oily scalp, just take the hair tonic. Not both the products, because the hair tonic will do the job and the hair oil, if the scalp is too oily, may not be the most beneficial for her. So this does help. So we always do ask, we always try and ask how their skin is before we sell it. Uh, so the markets are good, keeps us busy, meeting people and You know, to be in touch with the grassroots is very important also. It is. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, they're giving you the inspiration in developing more products uh, when they come with Absolutely. their concerns. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. That's how our baby butter started. A lot of people would come and say, you know, you make other body butters, but you don't make for the baby. I said, you know, the butters are the same. They said, no, no, no. Make one for the baby. So that's how the baby butter came. Even the men's hair oil. I used to have a lady's hair oil and the tonic, which was doing very well. And a lot of men would come or women would come and say, I want to give a gift to my husband. I said, yeah, this oil is fine. You know, no, make specially for men. So that's how I got inspired and made an oil for men. What are you the most proud of what you have accomplished so far? In my product or the end result of my product? I let you choose uh, the way that you want to answer the question. <laughs> I, I, was, I was putting it to you. Okay, no. The, for me, what I'm most proud of is when somebody comes back and says, you know, my pain has reduced. Or somebody comes back and says, you know, my hair is growing back again. Somebody comes and says, you know, nothing helped my under eyes. 
more than your hyaluronic and vitamin C and the eye serum. For me, that is what I'm very proud of. The achievement of helping somebody and making them, taking them to a happier place, giving them the confidence back. So possibly the whole lot summed up in the fact that the product makes somebody happier by using it. I think this is uh, an amazing when we or when you're able to do that, like that's an amazing accomplishment uh, because we know that we've had an added value. We have an impact, a positive yeah. impact on someone. Yeah. And, yes. uh, and it probably like give uh, a meaningful or like, yeah. Uh, yeah, right? Like to your product and what you're doing. So for me, it is that like for you, when you do makeup on someone, it's not the lipstick or the eyeshadow or the mascara or the contour. It is a smile on your bride or client's face. Exactly. Which gives you the bigger high than the money you have earned. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's to make people happy. Yes. This is exactly... Uh... Uh, the way that I'm seeing, you know, my job as a makeup artist, and yeah. this is the way that you're seeing, you know, what you do being the founder of, uh, of Sante. Um, we, we were talking also last time that Dubai has changed a lot, you know, uh, yeah. from the time when your children were able to uh, walk into the sand to go to the school. Um, to the moment where the first Starbucks opened in Dubai. Yes. And, and today, like Dubai has grown so much. Um, what, what is your daily uh, rituals um, that can help you to go through this high-speed life of, of Dubai? Yeah. You know, I try at least four or five times a week, I get up, I get up early anyway, and I will try and go for my walk. Uh, I mean, like the day before I got up at seven, it was a little late, but I still went for my walk. Mm. Uh, and somebody said, you know, it's so hot. I said, good, I sweat, remove all the toxins. So it's actually better to sweat than not to sweat. Perspire, you know, we need to detox by through our sweat also. Yes, so this is, that, sorry, I'm, I'm just doing a, a parenthesis. Is, this is so important to sweat and especially for women um, yes. because we are, we can keep a lot of toxins and, and if we take toxins, this can have an impact and, on uh, our hormonal yes, uh, or hormones. So yeah, this is what I learned, you know, a few years ago, I realized that I was not sweating enough and I was saying this to my pity. And, uh, and then when realizing it, then, you know, I started to do some more um, cardio. Yes. I wanted to sweat. And, I'm, and when I sweat, I'm super happy because I know that I'm releasing, you know, some toxin away from my body. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. And opening the pores and throwing it all out. Yeah. And, and it also tightens the skin, you know, that if we remove the toxins, it actually tightens our facial and body skin. Uh, it's not holding, it's not engorged with water, you see, with, mm. with toxic waste. So I do my exercise in the morning. Then obviously after my bath, I 
do try and do some mantras, very short ones for 10-15 minutes only. And I definitely, both the times of the day, I use my chakra balancing. And then I do my skin routine. In the morning, I put my luminous, hyaluronic, and Inara, the Ayurvedic serum. Mm -hmm. And at night, I do vitamin C, hyaluronic, and my face cream, the Time Rewind. Making sure that I put it everywhere, but very little on my neck, um, around the face. And for my eyes, I put the eye serum. Inara in the morning, I use around my eyes also. It also reduces opening another bottle. And I'm very careful with my hands. Because like I said, age shows on your hands. And as a young woman, I was not very careful because I used to do a lot of gardening and I would not wear gloves. So I think my hands look 65 years old, but it's okay. <laughs> they're, they're working hands. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. So uh, I put my baby butter on my hands and my feet regularly and my elbows. So I have no dark elbows. So I do my beauty ritual twice yeah. a day but I don't take too long. Once or twice a week, I do the Kansa wand, either with the cream or the uh, Inara. Just when I'm going to wash my hair, that's the best time to do it. And I do a massage for five, seven minutes. And it actually helps to radiate and lift and tone and tighten the skin. It actually does. I've seen it so many times. If I'm feeling tired and I use it, it just perks the skin up. So I do that. And normally when I'm doing this, I will listen to some chakra balancing music uh, or some calming music because it tends to calm the mind. Otherwise, the mind is like a monkey mind. It's jumping all over the place. And I also keep my sound, I'm listening to the mantras, a little loud so that no other, so my thinking, my brain is not talking to me. I'm only listening to these, uh, uh, how would I say, well-being, wellness song, music. Mm -hmm. And then if that is the ritual, I am very, very particular. When I say very, very, about 85% with what I eat. We have a vegetable juice nearly every day. I put moringa powder in it. I get, I've got a beautiful organic moringa powder, which I use. Doesn't taste the best, but I do it because it's an adaptogen and it really, really, really helps. And it's supposed to help for aches and pains and skin. It's like a wonder superfood. Uh, I eat a fairly simple kind of breakfast. I'll have oats with some flaxseed or I'll have an egg with homemade bread. Uh, I have a fruit every morning, which I have before my breakfast. Drink plenty of water. When I say plenty, about eight, eight glasses of water, two glasses when I get up, two before I sleep, and four during the day. I do have a cup of tea in the morning, a couple of times coffee in the week, and uh, what else? And I eat very, very well. I eat lots of vegetables. I follow the blood group diet. Uh, which actually saved me from being old at 65. Reduced all my genetic arthritis, which I had started getting. And I have actually no fatigue because I probably do 
the blood type diet and this detox exercise. Yeah. And I honestly, my mantra also is not to deal with other people's demons. If somebody doesn't like me, it's their problem. You know, I honestly, I, I actually, it doesn't bother me. In fact, a lot of people sometimes ask me what brand uh, or what salon do you like? I said, you know, I'm like a horse with blinkers. I just do what I do. Mm. So not so bothered about what other people are doing. Not, not that I'm not worried about not keeping up with the competition. That one is obviously looking at. But even in the markets, I will concentrate on selling my product rather than, rather than looking at someone and thinking, oh, God, there are so many people at her, ta- at her table and nobody's at mine. And sometimes you have to, I'm a human being, so sometimes you have to school your thought back to a positive thought. Not uh, jealous why, but I have to put my best forward. Yeah. A mantra is either a word or a sound repeated to aid concentration yes. in meditation. Yes. How, how do you do your mantras? Is that from YouTube? Is that from No, some of the them, music? if I'm doing something new, I will listen to the YouTube because the mantras are normally in Sanskrit. And though I'm Indian, unfortunately, we didn't learn Sanskrit as a language. So we may find it a little difficult to pronounce unless I see it. But the Gayatri Mantra, which is a mantra which we, I think most Indians will grow up with, it is in my subconscious all the time. So I say that uh, without looking at anything. And then there is a book called the Hanuman Chalisa, which is also like, a, it's a mantra, but it's a long mantra. It takes about eight minutes to read. I don't need to read it. I know that by heart because I've been doing it since I was 11 years old. So, and there's one more, which is a Shiv mantra. If I'm very disturbed, I would say that. Uh, that I know by heart. You have to say it 108 times. So when my dad was um, about 10 years back, he fell down here, had seven fractures, broke his C1. He was 87 years old. And he was so fit till then. And uh, that the Shiv Mantra kept us going as a family. Mm. Every time a negative thought came, we would put the mantra on. That was on a CD or a on YouTube and listen to it so that no negative thought came because I actually believe that we are the sum total of our thoughts. Our life is the sum total of our thoughts. If I believe I'm unhappy, I will be unhappy. If I believe I'm poor, I could keep earning money and I'll still be poor. Um, The, the, the mind the mind has such a powerful uh, impact on our lives and um, and and I can see you know uh, with covid and the lockdown that we've all yes. been through um, the mental health has been impacted like so much for some people and yes. and unfortunately some people are not able to get out from what they are saying to themselves and sometimes it's just like because i don't know if it's like the conscious or their unconscious part of their mind you know is is too powerful for them to yes. be yes. able to yes. uh, that true? Mm. and also they 
I also actually also believe that people who have the privilege of having full stomachs have more negativity in them because we have time to dwell on it. Um, a few years back, some you know, a few years back, somebody asked Indian girl, "What are you?" Now, what they were asking was, "Which religion are you? Which caste are you? Which part of India do you come from?" And her answer was, "Hungry." Mm-hmm. That is what I am. So only when our hunger is fulfilled and our creature needs are fulfilled, then we start looking at uh, our creature comforts. And if we have less of them, we get unhappy. So to be honest, when a lot of people said, "Oh God," You know, there's a lockdown. I said, you know, we are sitting in air-conditioned homes. Our food is being delivered to the house. So please count your blessings rather than look at the poor people in India or anywhere in the world. How did they deal with COVID? They had no money. They had no food, no jobs, stomachs to feed. How did they cope with it? So I always believe that when times get tough, the tough get going. So you can either be survivor or you can be a victim. That is our choice. There's always a choice, like to, to to be made, and 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 that's good to also remember that you know where we are. Yes. In Dubai, uh, I'm talking about Dubai, and obviously, like not everyone in Dubai, you know, has the same privilege, you know, as us. Um, yeah, they did have. They did not have mm. people sleeping on the road. They didn't even have a room, a bed to sleep in. So it it was a disaster for. A lot of the, even for us, I mean, some businesses folded, yeah. different things happened. Uh, but we all actually, if we count our blessings, we start making those blessings work for us. If if there was one thing of, you know, the ritual that you have, one thing that you would recommend people that feel um, stress or anxious, What, what yeah. would you recommend them like to do? Uh, okay. I, okay. To do is very important, uh, Laura. Very important to do, not to procrastinate. Actually, even in my ritual, I did say that I do all of this, but I also do the smaller rituals, like giving the millet seeds to the birds every day. I've kept dogs all my life. Now I don't have any dog. Uh, but I kept fish. So some, and I love plants. So some hobby other than your work, even if it's the work you love, like I love what I do. It has never been work for me, but I loved keeping dogs. So they are de-stressing completely, but some people don't like dogs. They can't, their lifestyle doesn't allow them to keep dogs. Do some small hobby, whether it's painting, And be nice to people. Kindness is a great virtue, which makes us feel good about ourselves. Forget the fact that it may help somebody, but it helps us the utmost to be to to have empathy for somebody. So when we are stressed, we should do something good for other people, and the goodness comes back to us mentally, mentally because we feel good. We have done something, and it also comes back from the blessings the person we have done to the blessing they give us mm. does that make sense and to do to do something use your hands use your brain don't dwell on the negativity or the stress factor get up and go and cook something if it's for women um, like i said do some gardening i keep i i believe as we get older 
our work will finish sometime. If we have no hobby, we will age very, very rapidly. That's Some true hobby. because then we're not into action and you're not doing do. then anything. Yet. Yeah. Do. We will just sit in front of the television. Not that no. television is bad. That's also a good thing to do. Uh, Gardening, gardening, gardening is also a way to root yourself, you know, to have a contact you now with Mother with Earth. Them. Absolutely. And when we see something growing out, even if it's a small terrace garden, just grow some herbs. And the wise weather allows us to grow herbs throughout the year. So there is no excuse to say, oh, I can't do it. I don't have space. Everything is possible, you know. Mm. Uh, Even, I mean, something like composting, people are making compost out of their kitchen waste. So when we achieve something, however little it is, it gives us a sense of achievement. I don't think we have to climb the Himalayas to achieve something. Achievement can be very small also, you know? Yeah, maybe like things, you know, step by step, small things, you know, that yes. you can feel, you can have like a sense of achievement and that would make you feel better about them, about yourself. And also, I believe, including myself, see, even every day I'm trying to learn and make the best, be the best version of myself. You know, when we want to change the world, we want to, I want to tell my husband to do this, my children to do that, tell everyone how to, they should behave. The first change we should bring in is in ourselves. To conquer ourselves would be the best mountain to climb, actually. Mm. So if I'm stressed, then if I think if I go for a walk, it reduces my endomorphins, increases my good hormone. That will also help. Uh, I also believe that good food, healthy food, also changes our chemical balance in our body. And if we eat food, which is fast food, tinned food, they have zero energy levels. They have no electrical magnetic force. It's so funny that, you know, what you're saying, because... Uh, first, uh, I have um, realized the past, obviously, you know, I, I know that you know, for a long time, but for the past day, um, last week, you know, I was eating a lot of sugar and biscuits and, and I could see that my mood went down. Um, the way that I was seeing myself and the way that I was feeling as well, you know, was not the best. And this morning, I was watching... Um, a video uh, from this doctor called uh, Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, he's on Instagram and he, he talks a lot about, you know, how important it is to, to, to eat good food, uh, not processed food. And, and basically this morning, it was all about like, what is the impact of ultra processed food? Yes. And yeah. how, yeah. And how bad it was like, you know, for our mental health, for obviously you know our um, our body and the impact and the congestion that it can create you know in our livers and etc etc so, so uh, yeah the, the food can help with mental health uh, as absolutely. you were saying mm. absolutely because how does how do aromatherapy oils help they go into through our olfactory nerve into our limbic system or through our skin if you're using a transdermal oil and they help to make the chemistry of our blood and limbic system better. So we feel elevated and we feel happy. So there can be natural chemicals and there can be bad chemicals. So, yes. What I like about what you're doing uh, with Sante 
is that there's no chemical, there's no paraben. Like, you know, I was looking at your product and the ingredient because I'm very interested, you know, into ingredients. For me, it's, it's quite important because I'm looking after, you know, my body, my hormones, and I know ingredients you now are being, um, how do you say, uh, absorbed by the skin and Absolutely. goes into your liver. But I love the fact that it's non toxic for our body. Completely. Completely. You know, our body is the largest organ of our body, and we pay the least attention to it, uh, at least till now. Now people are realizing that they need to put the good stuff in. And we have been very careful and very stringent about not removing any ingredient that is in our product. We write everything down. So yeah, people- and if you go on to the Sante website, that is sante.com, you will see like for each product, you have the key ingredients, And then you have the full ingredient list. And I love the fact that you're being transparent on the ingredient that, that you're using and looking like, for instance, I'm just going to take an example. No, I'm, I'm now looking at the illuminating face yeah. elixir. I'm looking at the ingredients and all the ingredients, I understand them. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's not, it's not like a super complicated name and every time need to go back to a dictionary or to Google and to do like yeah. further uh, research. Yeah. Like all your ingredients are natural ingredients. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was the whole idea because everything else is available. There are products which say they are eco-certified and they have 6% of unmentionables in them. I didn't want anything which I could not talk about in our yeah. product or I had to hide it. A question that I'm sure that you know the, our uh, the listeners you know will will have is when starting using your product. Like for instance, if we are uh, using the um, the eye serum. Okay, I'm going yeah. to take this example. How yeah. fast? How fast are we going to see the result? You know, like in reducing the fine lines, in having more uh, plump under your eyes. You know, I. I said, like, you know, after two days, you know, I could see it. But usually, how long does it take? You know, it depends on where they are starting from. If the lines are too deep, the dark circles are too dark, and they have never looked after themselves, the skin will feel smooth within a day or two, smoother within a day or two. But the more uh, visual or visible results will take a couple of weeks to start showing. Okay, so and, it's really consistency and uh, and not thinking about short term. No, not at all. I mean, imagine this lady of 45 who's done, never done anything. Whatever nationality she is from, her eye area is actually probably in a disaster zone. So she needs to move it back from the war zone into a peace zone, which will take a few weeks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she can stop the... War, which means that within a couple of days the smoothness will start showing or feeling smooth. But again, I always tell people that though my pro- I mean my product is 100% natural, there will be that 5% of people it may not work on. And because it is an essential oil, I mean it has a little essential oil, some people can be very sensitive, their eyes can be sensitive, not the skin. Uh, and their eye starts watering or something, but that probably in the last seven, eight years of selling the product, I probably had three people come back and say, you know, 
uh, my eyes were watering and we stand by a product. We tell them, give it back. Please take your money back. Ah, yeah, that's a very experienced or customer oriented. You know, we have to be because they are my, they are what are, what are making Sante boy and, and lifting it up because they are the ones who are coming to buy it. I can keep saying it's the best product, but without the customer, uh, there is nothing. Mm. Uh, you know, even in my salon, I used to say that at my salon used to be called Splendor, that at Splendor, we know that you have a choice. Thank you for choosing us. And that's true. And that's yeah. so true. You yeah. know, so, it's, it's, it's like, you know, in my job, you know, as a makeup artist, we are like so many of us you know, in Dubai. Yeah. So, no, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I can tell you that each time I have a client, you know, choosing me, I feel so grateful. And obviously, you know, I always do my best, you know, for them to be happy yeah. and, uh, and to make them happy. And when I achieve that, it's always like a moment of, a wow moment, you know, for uh, for me. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It could be anything. I could be selling the smallest product in the market. If somebody comes back and says, you know, this is what I have come for, <clears throat> it's a high for me. It doesn't mean that somebody has to buy for eight hundred dirhams each time when they come back for me to feel happy. You know. Yeah. What What is the best seller product you have? I think possibly the hair tonic mm -hmm. because uh, hair is our crowning glory and men and women both suffer and it's a unisex product. It's very easily used and it can start being used from late teens to whenever. And it's probably our most selling product, I think. Yeah, I I've started uh, using it uh again, like a couple of days ago. So I know that, you know, I will need consistency again and more weeks, like to see any results. But the feeling that you have is first, it's not oily. Yes. It's really like a tonic. So it would, I believe, I mean, I don't know, I'm just assuming, but I believe that for um, oily hair or scalp, it would kind of clean the scalp and the hair. It may, because the, the alcohol evaporates immediately. Yeah. So it's the essential oils which I'm depositing with the help of the alcohol. But the fragrance is lovely and it's great for even an itchy scalp. So imagine if you your hair looked fine and your scalp didn't look oily, but it was itching a bit, but you had no time to do your hair. You could actually just put it on and it'll refresh you. Mm. And the, good, the, the other good thing is that it doesn't spoil your hairstyle. So... And if you forgot to use it at night, you can use it in the morning. It's helped even serious conditions of acute hair fall, like uh, global alopecia, you know, alopecia yeah. uniform. Yeah, so it's been great. Mm, interesting. Interesting to know that. Um, we're getting to the end of this yeah. uh, episode, Melina. I could, I could stay here, you know, and, and talking to you for hours and hours hours because I'm learning so much from you and I love the way that you know you sing things and uh, and life uh, as well um, but from if if you had to keep like one beauty product with you which one would it be uh, that is very difficult to okay <laughs> I know. Hair, hair I'm not bothered about I don't have too many aches and pains. 
So I would probably think my time rewind or my inara. Because mm. every day we need to put our best face forward also. Uh, all this, yeah, I, I'm actually, I don't stress so much. So, no, not my chakra balancing. I think I would take my face inara or my face cream. Okay. Um you were talking about, sorry, I'm just going back to what you were yeah. saying, like your chakra mist. So that's one that I'm using when I'm doing my meditation or relaxation, either in the morning or in the evening. And I'm loving it. I'm just Thank loving you. it. Thank you. It's again one of our bestsellers because again, it cuts through the barriers of age and it's unisex. Anyone can use it. It's safe for the kids also after you know a certain age. Yeah. can be used it's great yeah who who or where do you get your inspiration from Malini when my this is a little long winded when my daughter Mishti was doing a taking part in a beauty contest in India which she won actually she became Miss Teen World wow yeah but she's so, gorgeous huh? she's so gorgeous yeah so she I told her I said if they ask this question who do you look up to please don't say your mother <laughs> because everyone every contest contestant says that you know mm. I said don't you answer that by saying your mother but here I will have to say that my mother has inspired me because she has okay the Ayurveda was there she's an educated woman she's a very strong woman very strong strong backbone you know And I learned, and she was a home science graduate, so our food was very impactful. Uh, every day we had a different kind of culinary experience in our house. Uh, and in spite of being an army officer's wife, where a lot of wives would go to the club in the morning or go and play cards with each other, my mom would wait for us when we came back from school. She was an incredible gardener. So... And she knew all these herbs and she would, you know, put it in our lives wherever it was required, whether it was making us sit in front of her and oiling our hair every week and being strict with us and expecting us to do our best. Because she always honestly did her best. And she's a strong woman and I think my strength and energy and my life force definitely came from my mom and still does she is 90 years old and she's incredible she's with us now and uh, she had a lot of empathy and uh, over the years I saw her helping people even when we were my dad was in the army and we were posted in army stations she would never talk down to anyone never be rude to anyone treat everyone like family. And uh, uh, she, would, she would always honestly help the underprivileged. When my dad retired, came to Delhi, she was what, 45 years old? No, 50 years old. And there were a lot of slum areas around our house. She actually had toilets built for them. She went to the governor of Delhi, fought their battles, had the toilets passed, got them passes where they could pay less for the buses and travel, uh, fight their legal battles. If somebody was 
husband uh, family was torturing the girl she would actually go and file a case fight the case for them and anywhere in the world sometimes older people are tortured by their very affluent children she has actually even fought cases for that so i think the empathy the oneness with all walks of life she opened her house to everyone all the you know the people who came into this gated community could come to our house and drink water have a cup of tea in the winters or have a you know like a cold tank at any given time any pregnant woman in the colony the working women would come to her every day and take a banana take an apple have a cup of tea uh, and they, very often these uh, underprivileged women bring their children to the colony with them because they have nowhere to leave them my mother would open her drawing room put the cooler on and the fan on so that the children could stay in a safe environment on your website there's an amazing picture of the three generation like your mom yes. you and and your daughter my mom still loves to dress up yeah <laughs> i can see that yeah, yeah, i mean she's, she's a lady a... she's a real lady so and my dad with his kindness also he was a very kind man so he went with the floor and he exalted in my mom's high intelligence she's a very intelligent woman Yeah. and he loved the fact that he would say you know so your mom's brain is far superior to mine and that also uh, gave us the courage and i'm his second daughter and he never wanted any more children and he brought me up with being a you know fireback you've had like amazing parents uh, yes. your mom definitely like looking at her on the picture though it's on my screen you know but i can feel the the, no, the strength You're very lucky Malini. You're very lucky to have a mother like yours. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again saying that my dad's role was that wherever he felt that she was correct he would say I'm going with you. I agree with you, you know. Mm. They were not at loggerheads at all. So I have had an incredible childhood. Very very powerful childhood, a very privileged childhood without uh Uh, pots of money the privilege came from a very happy house i had another guest yesterday and um we were saying that obviously you know money you know helps uh in 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 feeling comfortable you know in your life but it doesn't at some at some point it doesn't make you happy so you need to find like you know the meaning of life and what you're doing you know in in other things Um yes. so having uh, uh people around us like your mom and this is just reminding me of the grandmother of of my husband that was very much involved into helping women in Lebanon uh, this yes. is just giving us like another example on how we can add value to this world and yes. how we can bring oh, I don't want to say like positivity but good things around okay, us helping just small things you can do small things what was that banana my mother used to give that woman for nine months of her pregnancy yeah you know one banana a glass of water just to be to empathize with them exactly yeah to take them somebody got tb she would drive them to the hospital yeah so just that and, and that makes you know, and that that makes a difference for for the person yes malinia 
um, we have so much that we can talk more and more uh, in depth that I feel that, you know, you are in a way in the same path as, you know, what your mother has done in a different way uh, in, in the beauty, in the wellness industry with Sante, um, with infusing some Reiki energy into all your products. Um, when I'm using the one of the face uh, serum, the illuminating one, yeah. you know, I'm always like breathing in and then out because I feel it just like giving me like such a calmness uh, within my mind. So, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one. So, you're definitely bringing something good in our lives. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Malini, if, um, who, who, who do you think that you may know uh, could be the yes. next guest to this show? You put me on the spot. I know it's a <laughs> question. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe if I just stay in my family, my elder daughter who does the food yes. consultation. What does yeah, she, she do? Does. I would love her. Yes, she's fabulous. Uh, if you go on Simmer with the Stars, she's incredible. Uh, positive. She just came back from Portugal because she was doing a consultation for the uh, movie Fast and Furious for the food. She couldn't take her people there, so they called her as a consultant to do their food. She's done about eight, ten movies here where she has fed from 200 people to 800 people every day. Wow. In the, yeah, in the desert, in Saudi Arabia, she's taken her trucks from here. I don't know how she manages it in the brain. Actually, I believe that we win or lose in our brain. So she wins in her brain and then she puts it out to, uh, to the practical side and she comes out as a winner. So it's called Simmer with the Stars. Okay, you'll have to send me. Um, I'll send yeah. it to you. You'll send it to me, and I'll definitely, you know, look into what she's look doing. But it. what you're saying, it's it looks amazing, okay. and I love food. I love food. <laughs> okay, Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. Melanie, again, thank you so much for being with me today, for being with us, for sharing. Uh, more about Sante, but also more about how you see life and, and sharing with us, you know, your philosophy. Um, and I hope that this episode, you know, had helps as well uh, other people to maybe find some ways to relax uh, and to get away from their anxiety if they have any. And also, would you like to know where we can be found? Yes, please. Please tell us you know, where we can find you on social media. How can we reach you yes. <laughs> or reach out to you? Yeah, we are on www.sante.net, which is our own website. Uh, we are also at Clean, Clean Beauty Binge online. Uh, we are also at uh, Secret Skin, which is online. Yes. And then we have uh, some centers which keep our products. 
Uh, one is Kiani Wellness Center in Almanara and okay. Oste- Osteopathic Center. Again, in Umsakem on Al-Wasil Road. And we are also found on the weekends at the Ripe and Arte Markets, which are pop-up markets, which happen in Spring Soup, Times Square, and Mercato. Amazing. Um so, yeah, I'm 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 on Beauty Binge and you're on the, the first product node there. Um if I go to the secret.com secretskin.com uh, um I know that you were like one of the first brands uh, being part yeah. of um of yes. uh, of the secret uh, skin yeah. uh, and obviously you have your own website where when you buy, you receive the product after one or two days, which is yes. amazing. Yeah. And we also, people order on our WhatsApp also, on our Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Which is Sante Self Care. Amazing. I will link all, uh, all the link, everything, you know, onto the uh, caption and below okay. the episode so people can refer to it. Uh, if you want to meet Melini, go to the right market. You will find yes. her there <laughs> yes. and she will be able to advise you the best on which of the Sante product to yes. buy. Thank you so much. Thank Melini, you. thank you so much for today. And I can't wait to see you again very soon in person. Thank you so much. And the privilege will be mine too. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode today. If you enjoy it, please rate it with five stars, leave a comment and share it with at least two of your friends. This will help the podcast to be more visible and high in the rank. I cannot wait to have you in my next episode to talk more about beauty. In the meantime, take care of yourself and remember, be your own kind of beautiful.